Okay, so we're in the middle of the sugya of, uh, we left off yesterday with Nat Barnat. Right? The only remembers Nat Barnat, right? Remember Nat Barnat? Noisin Tam Bar Noisin Tam. Secondary taste, as it's quoted in the book over here. Secondary taste, which as we explained was, again, rice in a fleshic pan, and I want to mix that rice with cheese. The nafkamina was whether it was a ben or an ene ben Okay? Just to clarify, if it was a ben which means it was used in the last 24 hours for meat, then the rice is kind of fleshic, which means lechatchila, don't mix it with cheese, but if you did, you can eat the rice. If the pan is an enoi ben it has not been used for meat in the last 24 hours, then after you have made the pasta, rice, potatoes, whatever it is, you can mix it with cheese, but don't make it al Right? That's the Chiddush of the Shach that we said yesterday. Don't make it al meaning don't specifically cook the power of item in the pan if you know you're going to mix it with the other men. Is that totally clear? Very important. Okay. Similar Shaila would be um, what we also mentioned yesterday was uh, Tam Ki'ika. Tam Ki'ika, as we explained, was that the taste is like the thing itself. So just like when a piece of meat falls into cheese or into milk, the taste is there and it mixes, we paskin that the taste that's absorbed into a utensil is also ke'ika, as if the thing itself is there. Which would mean that if you take a ladle that was fleshic, so you used it 10 minutes ago for chon, completely clean. And now you dip it into your cream of mushroom soup that's got cream in it, it's got mamash milchik in it. It's as if there's meat being dropped into that soup. What would be the din? The din would be that you need shishim. That means if the soup or whatever it is that you inserted the spoon into has 60 more times than the ladle that was inserted into the soup, everything is mutter apart from the ladle. Obviously the ladle needs to be kasher, right? That's a double portion of moit, which we're not going to discuss right now. Right? Ask a local Orthodox rabbi had a kasher, a ladle. But that is the simple halacha in that case. Let's move on. I want to start now the Indian of a Dabba Kharif. A Dabba Kharif, what's a Dabba Kharif? How do you translate Dabba Kharif? So I remember when I wrote the book, one of my main editors says to me, okay, we need to translate it as a pungent food. I said, but well, then we're going to have to find an art scroll to explain what on earth that means, right? Nobody knows what that means. Let's go, it's an English book. People are actually meant to understand it, right? So we changed it from pungent to sharp, right? Which is a little bit more, you know, that's understood, right? And therefore, what we're now going to deal with is a section which I believe... The entire purpose of my book was for that. I, I don't think there was any other reason really to write the book apart from sharp foods. It's just a that I wanted to give out there and people should know it. And It's such an important question, okay? You're going to see. This is, this is a total shalom bias here. You have no idea. This is a sh- we're learning shalom bias right now. This is improving your marriage. You, you imagine what I have nachas when your wife says to you, Oh, I just cut the onion. Oh, it's fine because it... She'll be like, wow. I married a Talmud Chah. You must have gone to that yeshiva. Anyway... Um, Let's move on. So let's talk about sharp foods. A very, very important halacha. Let's get some of the things very, very clear over here. Nat bar nat. Let's, make, let's, get, let's go build up in stages. Nat bar nat. Again, we're going over it again. Paravitam. Fleshik pan. I want to mix it with cheese. Then we're more makel. Why? Because it's a secondary taste. Noisintam bar noisintam means the meat goes into the pan, the pan goes into the rice, and everything's parav. Only later do I mix it with the cheese. Yeah? Okay. A sharp item is the exception to all of these rules. Okay, and let me give you three things that the Gemara tells us in Chol and Kufi 
of the differences between a Dabachorif and anything else. Now, a Dabachorif, let's just define what that is. What is considered to be a Dabachorif? Um, so, maybe I'll cheat. Let's look at the book. What does he say? Let's check what he writes. Um, it includes raw onion, radish, garlic, leek, leek horseradish, um, lemons, limes, astragium, lemon juice, salty fish like herring, olives, maybe even pickles, salty water, and possibly vinegar. Okay? Now, what? Hot peppers? Yeah, that one. That's good. That's good one. We have to add that to the uh, fourth edition. Anyway, so. That is considered to be sharp. For all intents and purposes, let's talk about radish. Radish is in the Gemara, right? It's a mafurish. So, what is the difference between a sharp food and anything else? The Gemara tells us three major, major differences. And that is like this. When you take a knife and you cut into an onion, that knife will extract from... No, sorry. The onion will extract from the knife a tamrishoin. Not a nut bow nut. Yeah. So, I used the knife last night for steak, and this morning I cut an onion with it for my egg. What's the din of the onion? So, I would say it's not barnat. Why is it different to the pot? A pot, we said, I took rice and cooked it in a fleshic pan. So, yeah, last night I cooked meat in the pan, gives the taste into the pan, into the metal. And then afterwards I cooked something pariv in that pan. But say that, not barnat. This is the secondary taste. Same thing. A knife was used for meat. So, yesterday the meat went in, the, into the knife. Today the knife goes into the onion, not by not. Says the Gemara, absolutely not. Hot, okay, we'll get to that. But the first stage is that it takes out and extracts a tam rishoin. So it's as if it's a piece of meat right now cutting the onion, not a knife that touched meat last night, but a piece of meat mamish. Okay? So that is number one. It's not nat baronat. You have no coolers of nat baronat. It's tamvishin. Number two, the Gemara in Avodah Zoralam and Hayam Abase. What the Gemara tells us that normally, and we mentioned this yesterday, what is an Einu Ben Yoimai? An Einu Ben Yoimai means the taste inside the utensil has become pogum, stale, not good anymore, cannot affect anything else anymore. That's the case. So if the knife wasn't used in 24 hours, so who cares what it was used for 26 hours ago? It's pogum. The taste can't affect anything, says the Gemara. No. When it comes to a Dovachor, when it comes to something sharp, it takes out the taste as if it's a ben yomeh. It doesn't make the knife into a ben yomeh. It's shal in the shach. But it makes the food as if it's a ben yomeh. So therefore, I don't care if the last time you used this knife was six and a half years ago. And at the end of the day, when you cut an onion with it, it is now fleshix. The onion is a piece of meat. The onion is a piece of meat. Okay? Again, we'll go into more details. Just give me a minute. And the last one is what Yitzi was basically alluding to was that normally everything, how does taste transfer from one to the other? Through heat. You can't put, you can't put like, theoretically, if you put milk, meat and milk together cold, nothing's going to happen. If you put two utensils that are one fleshix, one milkix, and they touch each other and they're cold, nothing's going to happen, even if they're hot. But anyway, but generally you need heat. When it comes to a double chorif, when it comes to a sharp item, heat has no shaykhas. The Gemara calls it duchka de sakino. The pressure of the knife is like heat. So even though normally you need heat to make a taste transfer, when it comes to a dovachor, if you don't need heat, and therefore if you don't need heat, and you cut an onion that's cold with a cold knife, it makes the same problem as if it was boiling hot. Okay? So everything we discussed, it could be cold or hot. You could be frying onions in a frying pan. It's obviously going to be the same din. If you cut it with a cold knife, it's going to be the same thing as frying it in a frying pan with heat. So it's all got the same din. Now, how much of the knife, how much of the absorbed taste of the knife went into the onion? 
How much of your onion is osa? You take a huge onion, slice it down, half. How much of the onion becomes vlachiks? So the rush, paskins, a klipa. How much is a klipa? Literally, klipa means a peel. So it means a peel's worth. So if you peel off that of the onion, then the rest of it is parv. That's what the rosh paskins. The ravid paskins, it's kedainatila. Kedainatila means the amount you can grab and take off, which the stifler said was about two centimeters. That's how much of the onion away from the blade, when you cut it, becomes leishik. The rashba says kedaykulai. The entire onion becomes a piece of leish. Unbelievable thing. It's a much unbelievable thing. Now, lemaisa. We generally Ashkenazim paskin like the, I mean the Ramah brings, but we paskin like the Rashba, at least the that you should really make lechatchil the entire onion, fleshiks. If you put it into soup already, then there's a different style of how you work it out, which again we're not going to at this moment of time. So it means halacha lemaisa. You take an onion, you cut it with a fleshik knife. I don't care if it was a benyoim or any benyoim, according to Ashkenazim. If you want to the Psak of Svarim, you're going to have to buy the Svarim version of the book. But according to Ashkenazim, the entire onion becomes a piece of meat. Okay? Nafkamina. For all sorts of shailas. Let me give you another shaila. What about the following scenario? Think about this. What happens if you cut the onion with a fleshik knife in order to put it into the food processor? Because the food processor has like a little tunnel, right? A little plastic thing. And you put it in when you make the potato cooker, right? You, you know what I'm talking about? You can't fit a whole big onion in there. So you have to slice it. So you slice it in half, you put it in. Then you realize, oh, I cut it with a fleshik knife. The problem is, is my blade of the food processor fleshiks? Do we say that the onion doesn't only receive from the blade that cut it, but it also gives out to another blade that touches it? So if the first blade that touches it, the knife, was fleshiks, and then I take the onion, put it in a food processor, and the food processor has the blade spinning around, does that blade become fleshiks? My nafgamina. Huge nafkamina. Because if it becomes fleshiks, I want to make myself a cucumber salad for shalashidas, which is milchik. I have a problem, because the blade is fleshiks. So this is subject to machoikis, the mogin avram, and the evan oiza. Machoikis, achoinim, gedoli achoinim. Whether yes or no, interesting that the mishtabur in hilchashuas, in top talidalad, is machmi. The chachmas odom is also machmi, but many times that we make them. I, I want to just, you know, tell you a very important insight. When it comes to onions, any of you that have been with me, I think you've been with me a few times, people call up with onion shaders, right? There's a lot of tzirufim. There's a lot of tzirufim, which I'm not going to go into at this moment of time. And I told you, you're not going to know all the answers right now, but you'll know what a shayla is. And that's also chashub, because you will know what to ask. And that's a very, very important thing, okay? So, there are sometimes coolers, for example, if the knife is an ene ben if it's not a radish, it's only an onion. The Gemara talks about a radish, not really an onion. There are other head around the skin... Oil, all sorts of things. Again, it's impossible now to go through everything, but I just want to give some of the Rashi um, Prokim of the Shilas. Another one, for example, if you have something that's chorif, like vinegar, like chrein, what if you dip a fleshic spoon into your chrein? Right? People do that. And they leave it there for 24 hours. Or, according to some shitas, a double chorif can absorb in less than 24 hours. It doesn't need to be preserved and pickled like we explained in the first shit for 24 hours. It could be even less. It could be even 18 minutes. So if you have, for example, on your table, chrein, and you take a fleshik spoon, fleshik meaning, it was actually, by the way, this, this, is, a big, this is a big one, this is a big lifesaver. I, I want, this, these phone calls come in every day, right? But they, oh, complicated, you know, I touch this one, and this one goes into there, and the spoon, and the knife, and the plate, and the microwave, and the oven, oh, oh, Shaila. So I ask one small question, right? Dr. Chuva, the moon catcher, brings this down. 
the knife that you use to cut whatever you cut, which then cuts the plate, which then cuts the pot, which then went into the oven, the microwave, and they've got themselves this huge china. That first knife, was it ever used for hot cheese? And then she's like, no, 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 but it's milchik. No, but was it ever used for hot cheese? No, it was never used for hot cheese, but it's milchik. It says milchik on it, it's blue, especially for a blue one, it's milchik. No, it doesn't work that way. For something to be milchik or feishik, it has to have been used for yadzoi lettuce boy of that item. If it was never used for yadzoi lettuce boy, it's not feishik, it's not milchik. Well, I'm not telling you this. Because if you take a spoon, a small little dessert spoon, right, then you call it feishik because it's in the feishik drawer. Why is it feishik? When was the last time you used that small dessert spoon for boiling hot yadzoi lettuce boy meat? Could be you did. Maybe you give it to a child to, you know, to eat chicken soup with and it was boiling hot. That could be. But I'm just saying, you have to know if it was ever used. If it was, and you stick it into the chrein, the chrein became fleshik. Now you want to have the chrein with fish. Now you've got problems. Because that's a sakana. That's a sakana. Fish and meat, that's the real sakana. Forget about, if I don't get fish and milk, that's, that's um, not the to right now. Right? According to Shach and the Taz, there's no halacha really according to Shach and the Taz of, of, of Issa of having pizza with tuna on it. You know that, right? Right? I went to a store one time in Manchester and I asked for a pizza. I don't know why I did this. I'm not, I think I did it Dafka probably. That's my sole thing to do, you know. Can I have tuna on my pizza? I don't even like tuna on my pizza. But I just wanted to see the reaction. No, we're not allowed. It's Osa. Oh, could you possibly show me this in Shulchan Aruch maybe? Can you show it to me with a nice Where does this come from? No, no, the mashkiach. To call the mashkiach. Let's have a nice cane about it. Okay, so there's a bit of tshuva. Rabbeinu B'chayat, Soras. I don't want to go into the whole sugi now. Some of the Hasidim, some of the, the Svadim. Yes, have a minute. Don't have a minute. It's impossible to go through everything right now. I told you we're not going through everything. We're just giving you a little bit of the, little bit of an inkling, right, of what, what there is to come. If you join the Kolom, we'll go to Smich on this. Anyway, so that is a Dovah Chorib, and that's the halacha over there. Let's move on, Rabbi Sai. Abyssal Vita. Okay? Next halacha. Where are we holding? Wow. We've got to move on. There's a lot more to do. And I told you, what are we doing over here right now? We're not learning possible Cholov. We're giving a preparation to Shavuos. So Shavuos have all the shaylas of possible Cholov all coming around this time. People are busy with milchik sudas and milchik, you know, a kiddish and all sorts of things. So let me give you a couple of other Cholov which are very important to know. Number one. There's a famous Ramah which you have to know that is in Yeridea Simitzali Beis Siv Zayim. And the Ramah says like this. The Ramos says a very big claw, and you have to know this claw. Ain kli boleya mikli baloy roitif. Translation. Anyone there? What? You need source for? Oh, there we go. Ain kli boleya mikli baloy roitif. What does that mean? That means if I have a, a, a pot of chicken soup, boiling hot, cooking chicken soup. Next to it, I've got a cream of mushroom soup, milchiks, and they touch each other on the outside, and everything is dry, nothing happens. I don't care if they're boiling hot, nothing happens. If, for example, you take a chicken soup, or a chalent, and you put it down on the milchik counter, <gasps> if everything's dry, there's no problem. Now, it could be it's asa lechatchela. Well, for this, we'll have to learn with Moshe Mori, because there's a famous Moshe on there, that time is from the year, if you look at the Taz and Simon Sali Dalad, he time is that there's no mockum to be Mahmoud Bechal, but we're not going into it at this moment of time. But like upon the Ramos is not to do the Chatrila, the Shai is how you learn that Ramah. But it means that there's no Kribalei and Kribalei Raitif. Why am I telling you this? First of all, it's a Gavadaga Chal to know. Number two, it's very negative to Shvuas. I'll tell you why. On Shvuas, again, I'm not going to involve them in Hagim right now, we'll talk about that nearer the time. About milchik sudas. Should I have a milchik suda? When to have the milchik suda? We'll, we'll talk about it. But on a pashtus level, 
And this, the shalik comes in all the time. People use the same hot plate. No one has a milchik hot plate. Nobody has a, I don't know anyone has a milchik hot, hot plate. You have a hot plate for Shabbos. And it's generally used for Vaishiks. Come Shavuos, for those that are making a milchik suda, or even if you have a milchik kiddush with hot things, blintzes, I don't know, whatever. You're not going to buy another hot plate. You want to use the same hot plate. Are you allowed to use the same hot plate? Now, I'm not putting food on the hot plate. Nobody, nobody puts a, a blintzer on the actual, you know, the metal. You put it in a container. But it was used for easy for chunt. And it could be that it spills over sometimes. You know how it looks, right? Nobody, nobody tell me that nothing ever spills over over there. You know exactly what I'm talking about, okay? But it's impossible. The place is the gefer. Okay, have a look, yeah? Give a kick. Okay, that's what it is, right? Oh, so you put tinfoil on it. Why did you put tinfoil on it? Because it looks cleaner. Or they're doing it for a blech, which you don't even need a blech if it's not, not adjustable. I'm not going into that now. It's yomtuf anyway, it's not a gay. But the point is that inkli baleim bakibaleirativ means that theoretically I can have the same hot plate as long as the containers are clean. This is, by the way, very nagay, not nagay for now. But if you go on vacation, you take an Airbnb in the middle of who knows where, and you've got a goyish, you know, a goyish uh, you know, a tray for place over there, you have to know. This, this is halacha is nagaya. Again, kontra could be that you're not allowed to do it like but maybe you're not in a lechatchila situation because you didn't know and you're stuck there. Now what? So it could be there's a mokadu mekel. You have to know exactly how. We're not going, not going to all the shilas. But enkli balim mekli berotiv tells us that. Okay. And therefore, if it's clean, there's no problem. Like Yitzi said, you put a foil there. If you want to be more machmed, there's a mokadu vomen alchayim. It's mashma this way. You put two layers, two layers of foil. Then even according to the machmim of the ramah that you're not atul lechatchila, you're not atul lechatchila. Get it? Moving on. Very quickly. One last shilas for today. What I say. Heiliger ovens, one of the most common shilas around the year, and for sure this time of year, is the ovens. What is the din of an oven? So I want to tell you, a, the makar of the whole shaila of an oven is a mishnah in machshirin. Right? So, who learns machshirin? Tumah, tahara, the mikvahs and zachas. It's not a geita. There's some things that are on a geya. You ever heard that before? Yeah? There's some things that are on a geya. Mishnah machshirin is not a geya. But it's not true, because the Mishnah Machine tells us all the halachas of using a fleshik and milchik oven. Why? Because, again, without going into details, the Mishnah talks about a mikvah that was tummy, that has tumor inside it, and the shaila is the steam, right, that you're the zeya that's inside, does it basically spread the tumor elsewhere? Eh, without going into all the details, I'm just literally giving you very, very big hits. Says the Rosh, the Rosh is a tshuva, and he says that the steam of something is like the food itself. Okay? The steam of the food is like the food. Which would then basically mean that if you have an oven that you're cooking meat inside, the steam is coming out of the food, going onto the oven walls, making the oven completely fleshix. So how are you allowed to use that oven for a cheesecake? Or for challah that you can have shalashidis with milk? It's a problem, right? So that's number one. Again, Rabbi say we are going through the sugya very, very quickly. We're skipping out all the... We're just giving you the, you know, sikum, summary. There's something else as well. There's a Bach. Chuva brings it. The other day it's Ali Beis Zayin that the Rosh Hashanah this way. Rosh Hashanah of Shem said we pass this way. That the Bach says that if there's a Mokum Nispashit, that means if the steam has a place to go, it's not contained in a very concentrated area. It doesn't have the Koyach anymore. Which basically tells us that most ovens are not in a small concentrated area. It won't affect the ovens. Which is how Rav Scheinberg paskind, how Rav Shlomo Zalman paskind, Rav Israel told me as well. Which basically means that most of our ovens don't really have a shiler of zeah. 
Now don't tell this to people that are learning the halachas because they generally learn the chumrah. That was also, I remember we had a Yeridea Kodal in the old building, if you remember. Ooh, did they fight with me on this one? No, it's also Zaya. No, you're not allowed. What, what can I do? I'm so sorry. What can I do? My Roshiva said it's motor. What can I do? I'm sorry. Uh, what can I do? You know, uh, like uh, I think it's from Mind once. Everyone's everyone's neshama is noted to you know azoy and azoy. Some people are noted to lahachme. Some people are noted to make uh, What's that? An ooh, very good, excellent question. So, like modi akasha. What about an urn? What's akasha? Is a modi akasha? I've got time for this. What happened? Modi wants to know. From Friday night, you check in the highly and you see it's drying out. So you want to fill it up, right? So how are you going to fill it up? So there's a whole shaila for you. Allowed to use a cliche. Now, so let's take a cup and put it in the urn and then pour it in. It's a shaila. We're not going to now. We're not talking about it now. But your question is: Can you take the whole children, put it under, fill up over this, right? That's what I'm about. And the steam goes out, right? According to what you're saying, 100% right. You're 100% right. That other kola, by the way, wouldn't even use the urn in yeshiva. It's trade, you can't use it. Eh. It's 100% fine. Why? Because the steam is a place to go. That's how we pass it in this base medrash. Uh, not every base medrash is going to be zoichat to hear this. But this base medrash, that's how we pass it. That the steam has a mockim to go, and never it's okay. I would suggest that when you open the lid of the chalent, you don't do it under the faucet. Because then, whoosh! But open it before, and then it's not a problem. For example, I once walked into somebody's home and I saw that behind the gas stove area they have like a metal piece which is a magnetic piece and they stick the ladles there. You know, you know what I'm talking about? So I looked in there and I said, is that, is that a problem? So the person out there was like, when you see a kitchen you like look at, you see Shulchan Aruch, like you don't even see the kitchen, you just like to see the Shulchan Aruch, right? So why is it mutter? Because the steam that's all over the place has got a place to go. It's not specifically going over there. It's not in a concentrated area. Maybe you should be careful because eventually after so much cooking it can get condensation. So maybe you should be careful over there. But in a regular case, if it's got, for example, uh, we can spend hours on this. This whole sugar, this one. If you take a salt shaker, you have these people, right? They have a separate salt shakers for mochits and fleischicks, which is a gavaldic idea for a different reason, by the way. And the reason for that is because the steam, they're worried. They take the salt and you pour it on the chicken soup. Oh, the steam went in. Now what are you going to do when tonight you want to pour it over the pizza? That's the bachalov. That's what they have two. So you don't really have to have two. Not for that reason, that's for sure. There's another reason to have two, right? The other reason to have two is the Ramobets and the end of Simpiches, and that is because your hands are dirty. Sometimes your hands have got dirt from the schnitzel, from the pizza, so stuff on the outside, and therefore it creates all sorts of problems. But for the steam, Mabaya! First of all, number one, we just said in this base measure, the steam's got a place to go, there's no problem. That was what Shabbos Zalman said in Moedic He said, How did the steam get in? It's, the holes are never when, you, when you're pouring the salt over the holes are never empty <laughs> there's always salt there blocking it there's the next one the next one the next one remember it's never empty it's the salt never went into the salt shaker huh? and the chanami all go stuck yeah so that's why again spice is not this thing. I'm not saying the chatchila things can drop things can splash you've got to be careful but you know you have to know how far to take things. Um, where am I? When it comes to the ovens, it's very, very late. When it comes to the ovens, you know what? Tomorrow, Be'ez Hashem, I think we'll do the ovens because it's one of the most common shilas. So I don't want to skip over it quickly. Tomorrow, Be'ez Hashem, we'll do the ovens and then we're going to start some of the Dura Bonons that are Nagea very much for Shavuos. Be'ez Hashem, tomorrow, have a wonderful, wonderful day.